It's recruiting season in Gainesville. It is almost visit season in Gainesville. We're going to talk about these June 2nd visits mostly here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Thursday. I am Brandon Wilson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And joining me now will be Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. Joining me now for Locked On Gators is Brian Smith, Locked On's recruiting insider. And Brian, we're talking about a few Florida Gators targets, but we're going to start with the guy that put Florida in his top five, Jared Gibson, the running back. What is your evaluation of his play? Um, He is what you're looking for. (laughs) That's the the quick hitter. Uh, When you walk up to Jarek and shake his hand, you're shaking a grown man's hand. And it's been that way for a few years. I saw him a month or so ago, and I'll actually see him again tonight at IMG spring game. But he's just under 210 pounds. He's got muscles coming out of muscles. Uh, I feel cheated when I'm around him. Um, He's he's that guy. He can run in in a straight line like a track kid, but he can also bowl you over. He can catch. He's a complete every down running back at the SEC level. Yeah, um, that makes sense why most of his top five – is in the SEC because his top five was Florida, Texas, Tennessee, Georgia, and Miami. How should Florida fans feel? I know it's not great, but how should Florida fans feel about Jared Gibson being in this top five for him? Well, I mean, there are two options. If they are or they aren't. If they aren't, it's not good. So it's the better of the two. Um, Texas, until otherwise proven, is the leader. Uh, the last time I was with him, he had Texas gloves on. Uh, just kind of ironic, but He's a kid that kind of beats to his own drum. He's from Gainesville originally, and I think that's where his father lives, if I remember correctly. So he's at IMG Academy, obviously, down in Bradenton, but there's a long, long way to go before National Signing Day. So do you really think that Billy Napier, if Jarrett committed to Georgia, Texas, whatever, is going to quit? No. He is not. Let me let me assure you, and I'll speak. I'll, I will speak for Billy now. So I, I'm not real worried about that. And the and the other part of this is that offense, and he's not been shy about it. Napier wants to be a powerful downhill running team first. He'd have a chance to play in his hometown in the swamp, which is arguably the coolest stadium in college football, and be the lead running back in an offense that likes to run the ball. That's a pretty good pitch. So. If you're 40, you just keep recruiting the heck out of him and just let it kind of come take its own course. Yeah, um, Florida has not been shy about wanting to add more running backs because, you know, already Montreal Johnson, Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne, one of the better running back duos in the country. And they were trying to add Alton McCaskill to the room after already adding Cameron Carroll. So they are still very interested in adding more backs to this room. And for the 2024 recruiting class itself, you've got Chauncey Bowens committed at least for the time being, and Kanan Daniels committed 
at least for the time being. That one seems more solid. But what is the selling point, if you're Florida, of adding uh, Jared Gibson to your bunch? Well, I think it's, it's kind of what I alluded to there. I mean, look, that offense is perfect for what Gibson's going to do. He's an every he can carry 25 times. I mean, he it's hard to put into words what kind of physical specimen this young man is, but that's that's part of it. And it's his freaking hometown, man. Some kids don't want to do that. They don't want to be that guy. They want to go away. And that's fine too, but it has to be appealing. Matter of fact, that's one of the things I'm going to ask him about tonight when I see him at the spring game. You know, what what is it about Ford that you like? Is is it cool to do that? And I, you know, the next time I come on, I'll I'll talk about that. But I can't imagine what it would be like. They, you know, announce your name from Gainesville for, you know I mean? That's, that's gotta be cool. So I think that's the biggest thing. And then the other is, is he wanting to be a part of a program that's trying to rebuild? I have no idea. It's not like Texas is on fire. They're 13 and 12 the last two years. Okay. They haven't done much either. So those, in my opinion, are the most likely landing spots for him. So what's the deal? Or are you getting a player that, you know, it's just coincidence. He likes the coaches or does he want to be a part of that? So there's a lot of little idiosyncrasies we still have to figure out about Gibson's recruitment. And I'm, I'm going to do that tonight. Yeah. And last thing on the running backs is Chauncey Bowens, who of course, from the moment he committed, it was like, Oh great. He's a Gator. And then immediately after that, it was like all these <laughs> other schools started coming in and it's like, Oh, he's a Gator. For now, at least. <laughs> uh, how, how do you feel about, about Chauncey Bowen's, at least for now, commitment to the Florida Gators? I think he's going to end up at Georgia. Straightforward. Yeah. That's <laughs> I know that's not what anybody wants to hear, but that's from people. I don't know him personally. I've met him. Uh, but from multiple people that would know that like are around him, they think Georgia has the best odds to sign him. That's all I've got. But as good as he is, and like when he walks up, he's like, "Holy!" If there's somebody that looks better than Gibson, it'd be Chauncey. I mean, that, those two, it's it's as good as it gets. Uh, Bowens is the broad-shouldered track kid that will plow you over, and if you've got pretty good size, you'll just say the heck with it and run around you. It doesn't matter. So he, he's an NFL running back in the making. I think that there's a good chance that his recruitment will go down to signing day, and we'll find out, you know, who, what, when, where, and why later. But Right now, it sounds like the Bulldogs have the edge, regardless of this verbal commitment stuff, which we all know means very, very little. Yeah, I mean, no, verbal commitment just means like nothing anymore. <laughs> Pretty much. I told you about them yesterday. I'm going to tell you about them again today. And they're bird dogs. They are easily the most comfortable shorts I've ever worn. And I, I like, I'm not even saying that just because they're a sponsor. I'm saying that because it is absolutely true. These things are awesome. I love them so much. They sent us some and I went and bought more. Like that's how much I love. Like I went and bought more immediately after my first time using them. They're just amazing, versatile, wear them to the gym, wear them to walk, wear them to just hang out around your house. They're great. Go to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, They'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. <laughs> with Florida, there's the next player that we're talking about is flipping to the defensive side of the ball in Jamari Howard. What do you think of Jamari Howard's play before we even talk about just his recruitment? I've seen him several times because he plays for South Florida Express 
probably the best seven-on-seven team in the country. Um, when I <laughs> when I walked up and I saw them for the first time this year, I asked one of the coaches, "I'm like, which kid is this?" Because like you know they they've got Jeremiah Smith and Jojo. They got all these guys. They got like 15 power five kids. It's 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 just an absurd amount of riches. They're like, oh, that's Jamar Howard. I'm like, okay, I could just tell by the expression. I'm like, okay, this guy's got a chance. And he is a freaking tree. His <laughs> arms are forever. He is the prototypical off a computer screen corner. And in the SEC, if you don't have those, you lose. It's real straightforward. And what has Florida done forever when they're good? Produce corners. When they don't have good corners, what happens? They go to crappy bowl games or no bowl games at all. It's it's just recruiting corner is everything. I, I get calls and messages from coaches all the time. Where's the next corner at? Because there's never enough of nobody. Everyone wants to play receiver. Jamari could do that, but he's just built to play defense. Like his mentality, the way he carries himself, that's a defensive player. So I'm sure, I mean, if you haven't, you know, figured this out yet, he decommitted for Michigan State. If you're under a rock, you didn't know. Ford is one of the schools that's been trying to get him. Miami, I cover Miami. They've been trying I have no freaking clue. Before you even ask me, I have no idea where that kid's going. I've read up on it. I've talked to him. I've talked to people around him. If he walked up to me right now and said, I'm going to fill in the blank, I wouldn't care. He's a kid that's got so many people going after him, and he hasn't experienced a lot of these schools. His recruitment is down the line for me to get real serious about commitment status or otherwise. Yeah, so how does his recruitment kind of, we'll say, open up? with with this decommitment is it just fully open season he's open to everybody or is it you know alabama florida miami do you think michigan state even still has a chance or are they just decommit and done he likes their staff and i've heard this from random kids in the state of florida outside they just do a good job of recruiting so there's a connection there. There's somebody down in this area that has a connection to him or something. I, I can't remember exactly what he told me, but he got hooked up with them pretty early and they went after him hard before some other schools did. And, and credit to the Spartans coaching staff. Hey, they noticed the talent. And even though he's at a high school, that's just kind of eh, as far as getting kids to go to play major power five, we like that guy. We want him. They went after him. So I think that'll keep them in the race alone, but is you know Michigan State going to win out? I highly doubt it. I expect him to stay in the South when it's all said and done. And maybe it's a Gator, maybe it's a Hurricane. I, I have no idea, but that's a kid that's going to have his options out. If Alabama is recruiting you a corner, by the way, just as another obvious note, you're pretty good. You're pretty good. Yeah, that's kind of like how we talked about with if Alabama is recruiting you at corner, if Ohio State's recruiting you at receiver, if Lincoln Riley's recruiting you at QB. <laughs> odds are you've got. A, a bit of talent at the very least, but for Howard, like if you're a Florida Gators fan, you've got Jamari Howard. He's set to visit, uh, I believe June 2nd. He's coming That's with Peter Lagway, Jeremiah Smith and all of them. How do you feel about just, just your chances in this very long con game where you also have, I, I don't mean this with any sense of disrespect, but one of the most, annoying head coaches in terms of just, just chipping away at you nonstop. I think they're pretty good. I, I would, if I had to just pick one school, it would be them because it's still in state and it's not Miami. I, my only concern with like, from a Miami perspective is he's been there. It's close. He's maybe an hour from campus where he lives. 
And what would be the appeal to not have already committed to the Canes? They need corners in this class, flat out. And they've recruited him hard. They've done a good job. I know that on, on multiple fronts, they, they've done a good job with that. And he hasn't committed. So that gives me some pause on Miami's side. I mean, maybe he just wants to wait it out to the end. That's possible. But usually you kind of know if you're a local guy. So he's committed to a program away from home once. But this one at least, I mean, the swamp's a pretty good distance from South Florida. Don't get me wrong. But it's not always a plane fight. You're not driving to East Lansing on a consistent <laughs> basis. That's forget it. So I think that Florida's is probably in as good a shape as anybody. And again, like Miami, the Gators depth chart is not exactly loaded with numbers. So by, by their standards, it's nowhere near where it needs to be, but it's probably more middle of the road in the SEC. So he's got a chance to come in and play and he, he's, he's a dude. So I think he could contribute in some capacity as a freshman. He needs to get stronger. He's pretty thin. But the physical tools for for Jamar Howard are just are really, really, really good. And for the last player that we're going to talk about, it's Jonathan Eccles, who is currently a Tennessee commit, at least for the time being. Um, but what is your opinion of, of Eccles' play right now? I've seen him for a couple of years. Uh, I was with him uh, about a month ago when I was at IMG just talking to him, and I – just randomly off the record, I'm like, so why did you pick Tennessee? And it was the offense because he, he decided he'd rather play tight end. And I'm like, okay, I get it. If you're a guy wanting to catch the ball, Tennessee's offense, I'm sure Gator fans don't want to hear it, but that's a pretty fun offense to watch. Totally get it. And for full disclosure, he is from the border of Georgia and Alabama. He grew up closer to Auburn than anything else, but he picked Tennessee. So, I mean, he, he's been all over the map anyway. Anyway. He's at IMG Academy. He plays with you know, Jared Gibson and a whole bunch of other guys. And when he walks out on the field, he stands out. You're like, okay, who's the kid that's 6'6 that looks like he's going to play at Kentucky to play basketball? That's the kind of – like he literally looks like a wing forward that goes and plays in the SEC, not a, a flex tight end necessarily, but that's, that's what he wants to do. He just needs to add weight. He's 220, 225, something like that athletically he's what you're looking for he's a great kid so i mean florida is it sounds like they've they've got his ear but i think for them to win it kind of to your point they need to just kind of peck away they got to show something this fall because the two offenses no offense to to nick if you're a tight end or a receiver it's more fun to play tennessee it's not even competitive they need somebody to do something to show something in my opinion because why would you pick Florida's offense over Tennessee's if that's that's your your focus is the style of offense? It, it's the balls. So I, I'm curious to see what he says after he kind of goes in and checks out Gainesville again. Yeah, and so for the 2023 class, Florida didn't again like we we spoke about this off air didn't technically bring in a 2023 tight end. You brought in four in 2022. One of them didn't get on campus until January of 2023 in Tony Livingston. And then you look at the rest of the 2023 class, Florida didn't really even bother going after tight ends. There were, I think, like four guys that they really pushed for. One of them, I think his name is Jaden Platt, went to Texas A&M instead after decommitting from Stanford. But how important is it, if you're Florida, to bring in a tight end for 2024, especially when Billy Napier is just so committed to going 12 personnel? You got to take two, I would think. Um 
I could, I could be wrong. I would assume at least one of the kids that truly ended up being in the 22 class is going to go elsewhere or change positions. And I don't have confidence Livingston's going to be there long-term. I don't think he's a tight end. And that would mean you would have two tight ends over two classes for a team that wants to run 12 personnel. That means one running back, two tight ends, or, you know, like this power packages. He could run some 13 personnel and it wouldn't shock me, especially in goal line. They got to get at least two. And now it would make sense with Eccles because he's your flex. And then you get a more traditional inline tight end is the other guy. That's what I would do. But you also got to find somebody you like. So I would think it wouldn't be that hard to sell that. <laughs> Once again, it's Florida. But what is it that they're going to do on the field this year to help them? They need another signature win. Like a few years ago, they beat LSU. They upset them. They were like 20-point underdogs or something like like that. You know what I mean? Or LSU, LSU did that. To they need to flip that. They need something like that. How do you get that when, when the quarterback situations like this and get these tight ends? That's the question. And I don't I don't have any answer. And I know Florida fans, I've, I've read enough of their messages on Twitter, <laughs> et cetera, about it. And I'm sure you get them in your inbox as well. They got to figure that out, or it's going to be hard to do the basic things. It shouldn't be hard to recruit tight ends for the love of mankind. But with their offense being more run based and not much passing going on, that's going to be rough, man. So this weekend or the June 2nd weekend, Eccles, I mean, Jeremiah Smith, in my opinion, is the best player in the country. We've talked about him before. What are you selling? What are you selling? So that that's that's my my real big curiosity point. Um, guessing that I'm not the only one with that too. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, what do you think of the selling point was just, yes, we we run the ball a lot, but we've got DJ Lagway committed. You can step in and play early on if you're Jonathan Eccles in a tight end room here. That is fact. So heavily. So if that's the selling point, do you think that's a good enough selling point of we have our our – program building quarterback coming in assuming he sticks of course which i'm going to work under that assumption just given everything dj lagway has done so assuming he sticks you've got your your cornerstone at at qb you've got availability at tight end maybe you go hey no we want to we want to throw the ball more is that strong enough to take jonathan eccles from tennessee i think it really comes down to lagway the offense is what the offense is billy's not exactly trying to hide what he's doing He's been very upfront about it, which I applaud him for. But that's not always the best thing for a specific recruit. And that's where we're back to the square one again. If Lagway is involved moving forward like he has been, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, it's going to help their – look, he's a big-time Elite 11 quarterback that committed early from Texas. That's pretty cool for Florida to get him early. Do they get him – and he's just going to sit around? No, he's been active. You got to give the guy credit. I think that he's obviously going to work on Jeremiah Smith. I'm going to go out on a limb. If he doesn't, there's something wrong with him. But <laughs> Eccles would probably be the second thing. I mean, hey, this is what we can do. You know, you both have a chance to play. Like our receiver room, you know, talking, not that Jeremiah is scared of anybody, but our receiver room is nothing like Ohio State. You're going to be the main guy probably by the end of your freshman year, if not your second year. And he could say the same thing to Ackles. They'd both be bona fide statements. So why not? Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's enough. I'm hoping it's enough at least. There you go. But thank you so much, Brian. This was Brian Smith. He's Locked On's Recruiting Insider. Catch him all throughout the Locked On College channel and every week on Locked On Gators. 
Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Please do be sure to like, subscribe, comment, review. Join the Lockdown Gators Discord. The link's in the description below. We'll be back tomorrow to talk about the weaknesses of this Florida Gators roster unless something big happens and pushes that topic to next week. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. And I will see you all tomorrow.